when anyone's looking to hire a new staff member, you're looking for two things. So you're looking for someone that can do the work, deliver great results for the business, but you're also looking for someone that will fit in and be a great addition to the team. So obviously the first comes down to your experience and qualifications, while the second focuses more on those soft skills. So how you communicate with others, how you organise your time, are you flexible, willing to take on feedback, learn from your mistakes. Hi, I'm Heidi Darius, General Manager of Ravens Recruitment, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast, brought to you by the Pharmacy Guild of Australia. Focusing on pharmacy management and ownership, the PDCN podcast supports the improvement and growth of your business performance with insights and advice from a range of industry professionals. The PBCN Podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. At this time of year, school leavers and university graduates are ready to take the next step in their careers, and there are others who are looking to make a change in their career. We all know how daunting it can be when it comes to finding employment, but today we will be talking with Heidi Darras, General Manager of Ravens Recruitment, who will share some tips and tricks on being a successful candidate, how best to approach an interview, how to develop a resume worth reading, how to make yourself stand out from the crowd, and just what employers look for in a successful candidate. Here's Heidi. Thanks for joining us, Heidi. As I mentioned in the introduction, this time of year is pretty busy for job seekers, including those who are leaving school and university graduates as well, obviously, and they're all looking for employment or maybe they're wanting a little bit of a career change. Now, understandably, this isn't like most years, 2022. We've had two years of a pandemic. We don't need to remind people too much of that. So I do imagine that the recruitment landscape, it probably looks slightly different to what it would maybe normally have looked like three, four, five years ago. Can you tell us what the market does currently look like from your perspective and also how that actually translates to those who are looking for jobs? The market has changed over the last couple of years and obviously due to the pandemic. But right at this particular point, the market for pharmacists is looking extremely positive. Um, Australia-wide, we're experiencing huge shortages of candidates, and this is across all sectors of pharmacy. Um, and that really looks to set to continue for the foreseeable future. Um, at Ravens at the moment, we have a huge number of opportunities, and these are available to both new graduates, anyone looking to make a career change, um, what we're seeing is that not only at this point there are more positions available in the current market, but with more employers competing for staff, the opportunities that are on offer are far more rewarding financially and professionally than we've seen in the past. So with the abundance of jobs, shortage of candidates, should that really fill those who are looking for a career change or coming out of study, so university or maybe even college, should that really fill them with enthusiasm and confidence that they can find the right role for them? Oh, without a doubt, definitely. I would say the pharmacy market, I've, I've been in this position for 20 years, um, and it's looking far more positive than I've ever seen it. Um, the number of different opportunities within community pharmacy, but also hospital. There's a, a number of different emerging areas in aged care, in, um, you know, GP practice, in industry. It's definitely looking positive. Considering that, we're feeling positive, we're feeling enthusiastic that we can find the right role. What sort of tips can you share for those people to help them make 
themselves stand out and, and really make an employer think, yes, I want to employ that person? If we look at it from an employer perspective, when anyone's looking to hire a new staff member, you're looking for two things. So you're looking for someone that can do the work, deliver great results for the business, but you're also looking for someone that will fit in and be a great addition to the team. So obviously the first comes down to your experience and qualifications, while the second focuses more on those soft skills. So how you communicate with others, how you organise your time, are you flexible, you know, willing to take on feedback, learn from your mistakes. So to stand out in an interview particularly, um, you need to be able to sell yourself with confidence but not arrogance. So when I speak with candidates, um, when I'm counselling them and prior to interview, I always get them to prepare a sales pitch. So focus on, say, three to four key qualities that would make someone successful in the role that they're applying for um, and then provide examples of when they've displayed that using their background experience, you know, whether it be from work they've done within pharmacy or from volunteer work, university or anywhere really. I know that a common concern for all new graduates is that they have limited experience within pharmacy um, and then they feel that that's going to put them at a disadvantage over other applicants that have more experience. Um, but I tell them all the same thing. Despite that lack of experience within the industry, speaking with hundreds of pharmacy employ employers, they will always prefer to hire someone with a little less experience but is, who's driven and motivated to learn and succeed. Is that because a business owner, a pharmacist, thinks that it is probably easier to work with and train somebody who has a really good attitude and job application versus somebody that might have a lot of experience but maybe doesn't have those skills? Without a doubt, yes. You've, you've got it in one. One of the biggest things job seekers tend to sort of stress over, particularly early on in their career where maybe they haven't written a lot of resumes, is stressing about what they need to include in their resume and what they need to do to make a good impression. And you gave some great points just there around interviews and things that you should really highlight to help make yourself stand out. But on the resume front, what sort of suggestions do you have on what employers look for in resumes? Because they're getting a lot of resumes, they're going to be scanning, they're, they're trying to mentally tick off things that they are looking for that will uh, potentially progress a candidate to the next step. And things that you would suggest keeping in a resume and maybe some things that, look, you probably don't really need to include that's not going to add any value. What's your advice on those points? I would say 90% of job speakers struggle with putting together a resume. So, you know, you, you're not alone as a job seeker, you know, in thinking that. Um, really, it doesn't need to be that difficult. You just need to follow a few key steps. Um, firstly, length of resume. Now, it should be between two to four pages. Two pages, perfect for a graduate. Four, if you've been working in pharmacy for some time, you're probably looking at four. Any shorter than that and you won't have enough relevant information or any longer, employers, they're time poor, they just won't read it. Um, it should be structured and in a logical order. So at the top, your contact information, phone, email, address, be sure and include that, don't leave that out. But what you can leave out there is any personal information that's not relevant to your application. So we often see date of birth, marital status, religion, just leave it out. Um, a career summary next can be good to include, but you need to make that personal to yourself. So often I see people might put, it could be the reason they chose to study pharmacy 
or what they hope to accomplish in their career, you can use a little bit of creativity in this section. You want to avoid generic statements like accomplished professional seeking career growth, just leave it out. Next, your education. So obviously your pharmacy degree, possibly two to three other courses that you may have studied. Do not include one or two day workshops, leave them out. And there's no need to list your results. We'll often see results you know, in different subjects and it will make it too long. You don't need to include that. Um, next would be your work history. Always start from your most recent and limit it, limit it to probably three to five roles. Um, if you haven't worked in pharmacy, it's fine to include any other paid employment, retail, hospitality. Um, these will demonstrate transferable skills. Under each role, it's also important to list accomplishments and achievements rather than just a long list of duties that you've, you've done. Um, you can also include any volunteer work, leadership roles you've held, both at university or in the community. Again, this will demonstrate transferable skills. Referees next, there's two options here. You can put down that referees will be provided upon request, or you can list two to three professional work referees. Um, you need to ensure you get their permission beforehand um, and do not include any personal referees such as friends, families, bank managers. I've seen just about everything. Well, a couple of follow-up questions for you, Heidi, is particularly you used the word earlier, creativity. Now, I am a little bit of an older person in the workforce. Well, maybe not that old. I'm 45, but I have seen my fair share of resumes. I've applied for my fair share of jobs over the journey. And some of the things that you see are, oh, I was the junior office manager and some of those achievements you spoke before about listing a role, but then also some highlights around achievements and accomplishments and those sorts of things. You see things potentially like, just as an example, was a junior office manager, managed a budget of $2.2 million. Now, clearly they are not managing that budget directly, but they may have helped. How much creativity or leeway should somebody really have? Because I kind of feel as though they might, they feel as though they might be trying to sneak it past us. But the older people that have been there done that. We kind of know what we're reading, right? Yes. Look, it, it's a fine line. And I think it comes down to you want to be confident and you want to be honest, but you don't want to be too arrogant. So you probably don't want to say that, you know, as the junior office manager, you, you, you manage the budget of 2.2 million, but you could perhaps say that you contributed with others on the team to that result. What about workshops? You mentioned before, look, don't include one or two day workshops. Why wouldn't you include those? It depends on, on how many courses you've completed. So if you've, you know, if you've done your pharmacy degree and then you've perhaps done um, we see uh, CPR courses, um, other courses like that, they're far more important than a one or two day workshop, which really possibly isn't relevant. At the same time with that said, if you haven't done anything else, yes, include two or three of those. But if you've got other things, you don't want two pages on your education alone. No one's going to read it. And what about community service? Because community pharmacies hold a esteemed place in the community. They are great contributors and supporters of their local community. What about if anybody applying for a job is involved in community service and volunteering their hours? Should they include that on the resume, even though it might not necessarily be directly relatable to a pharmacy role? So for example, they might volunteer with the rural fire service. 
without a doubt, that should definitely be included. Any leadership, any volunteer um, work, these are all transferable skills. So whilst they not, might not be like directly in pharmacy, you know, holding a role like that will show an employer that you have you've held a leadership position before. So not within pharmacy, but if you've done it in another area, it can transfer over into their particular position. We put together a great resume. We've been shortlisted. We've gotten an interview, but now we're a little bit stressed about going to that job <laughs> interview. For a lot of people, it's the biggest anxiety-inducing part of the job application is that interview process. You've got to go. You've got to talk to someone. You've got to look somebody in the eye. You feel very judged, which is kind of fair. But I can't say I've met many people who actually enjoy going to job interviews. This can be very nerve-wracking for many people. What are your interview tips to help people get over those nerves and ultimately be able to go to an interview and, and perform the best that they can? Look, it is completely natural to feel nervous before an interview. I don't think I know of anyone that is not nervous before an interview. So I think the real key is preparation. The more preparation you put in, the more confident you'll feel, less nervous. A um, couple of basic things to get right first. Um, don't be late. Plan your journey. Things Make like sure, parking you know, are important, aren't they? Parking, exactly. Or if you're taking public transport, make sure you allow plenty of time. It's better to be early, but at the same token, if you are early, don't go into the appointment an hour early and sit there for an hour. Five to ten minutes before the interview time is perfect. Obviously, when it comes to your presentation, it's always best to err on the side of caution. Professional business attire, even if the interview you're going for, you know it's possibly a more relaxed environment, you can't go wrong with a nice professional suit, um, no sportswear, thongs, etc. Um, you want to look professional. Um, next part of the preparation would be researching your employer and the pharmacy. Um, so that could be, you know, there's plenty of information on Google. You can Google them. But ask friends, your network, colleagues, people you've been to university with. Um, the pharmacy industry is small and you will always find someone that, that generally knows knows the employer. Um, otherwise, a recruiter, if you're working with a recruiter like myself, uh, will be able to give you background information on the, on the company, the role. And so that way, when you arrive at the interview, you have an idea of, of who the person is that's interviewing you, as well as the pharmacy, and you'll feel more confident. Obviously, you need to prepare. I would always prepare a list of potential questions that you're likely to be asked. They're very standard. Obviously, you know, why do you want the job? Um, what can you bring to the table? So make notes and then practice. Practice with a friend, practice with a colleague. The more practice you do, the more confident you'll feel, and that will come across in the interview. And I think lastly is just to prepare some questions for the end of the interview. Um, you want to demonstrate your interest in the position. Um, so some good examples would include, well, what is the typical career path for someone in this role or what are the biggest opportunities facing the business right now? But be sure and steer clear of any questions about, well, how soon will I get paid? When can I take annual leave? When's lunch? Um, make them specific for the, for the pharmacy. And if I could offer some further advice to the listeners, I just made this question up on the spot because I didn't follow any advice like Heidi's and have some questions prepared prior to an interview. And it's been a long time since I've had to go 
to an interview. It would be nine, 10 years since I've had to sit down and, and go through an interview, maybe even a little bit longer. But I remember this just popping into my head and I got told at the end of the interview that it was an amazing question to ask. And I asked the interviewers, probably the person that, that owned the business and was the boss, I can't actually remember. But I said to them, why do you enjoy working here? And the person just gushed about the place and just opened up and said it's great and the people are cool and all that sort of stuff. And that gives you some really great insight into the business as well. Now, Heidi, you spoke about preparing some questions and practicing those. There comes a time in an interview where people might get asked about career gaps in their resume. And sometimes those career gaps are legitimate and that's totally okay. But what would you suggest would be an appropriate way to handle that question around gaps in a resume? Career gaps can be tricky, but at the same time, you'll find the majority of people at some point in their career have taken time off for one reason or another, whether it be they travelled overseas, they looked after family, children, or perhaps they simply took some time off to focus on themselves. So it's not an uncommon thing. So anyone with a career gap, you need to be honest, I wouldn't try and hide it. There's no point because then you look deceptive and the employer's thinking, well, what's this person trying to hide? So you need to address the career gap in a way that's positive and being honest, but without going into unnecessary detail about, you know, why and what you, you know, why you took the time off or what happened then, you want to focus on anything that you potentially did during the gap to keep up in the industry. Um, it could be, you know, keeping up with colleagues, um, any classes you attended, any events you went to during that time, any volunteer work or any other way that you've enhanced your professional skills during that time, you want to highlight that. And then once you've addressed that gap, then steer the conversation straight back to your desire and ability to do the job. Let's say a candidate is successful. We've gotten through that interview. Your advice has helped us be less nervous, be more prepared. We smashed the job interview. We got the offer. We accepted the offer. We're all very excited. How can someone make the most out of those first few weeks in the job, really start off on the right foot, begin how they mean to go on and really show the employer that they've made the right choice in selecting them? Really important. An employer is not going to expect you to know everything on your first day or even your first month. few key things you can do to impress, obviously, good work ethic. Show up on time. Don't just do the bare minimum. Look to go above and beyond and be flexible and open-minded in taking on new tasks. Don't automatically think, oh, well, that's not my job. I'm not going to do that. Be willing and flexible to take on new things. Keen willingness to learn. Take on board feedback, very important suggestions, and ask lots of questions. With that, don't be afraid to ask the employer for feedback as well as to how you're going. Um, and I think lastly, it's just be friendly, get to know your team members, company culture, you know, so that you fit in well and, and that you enjoy working there. What about taking muffins in cake? Does that help? <laughs> Definitely. Cupcakes. Cupcakes are a winner here. <laughs> I suppose you do have to be careful because if you're taking cupcakes and cake and biscuits in in the first sort of week or two, you might set the precedent people think you're going to be doing it all the time. So, listeners, just be a little bit careful on that front. Now, Heidi, you've provided some amazing advice here and we know it is your area of expertise, clearly. So, it seems only fair that we give you the opportunity to give your business a, a big plug, tell us all about it. What sort of services 
does Raven's recruitment provide job seekers, but also those looking to employ people in the pharmacy industry? I think at Raven's, our focus is working with candidates throughout their whole pharmacy career. Um, so not finding them employment, you know, from when they're looking at their internship through when they're going into management and then eventually if they do buy a pharmacy, then we work with them to actually help them find staff for their business. Um, we also work across multiple pharmacy sectors. So we, we're big in community pharmacy, but we also do hospital, aged care, industry, and um, we offer both locum and permanent opportunities to people as well. Um, what we also have is we offer career consultations. So for um, pharmacists that might not be currently actively in the job market, but looking for advice on their current role or looking at a career change or just some insight, um, our consultants are happy to help with that as well. And we have helpful resources available on our website. We have a podcast that features uh, leaders from the pharmacy profession. And of course, we've got our annual pharmacy market and salary report which focuses on um, wages and conditions in the pharmacy market and career opportunities um, and factors affecting the pharmacy employment market. Is there a, a template available for resumes? You spoke earlier about how to structure one. Do you have templates available for people if they're, if they're interested and need some help on that front? We do. We have it. There's a section on the website that's a dedicated career resource section and it's aimed specifically at students, early career pharmacists, or perhaps someone planning a, a change of career. Um, so it's got, we have a resume template. We also have um, advice on cover letters, um, interview tips, different options within the pharmacy industry. So there's a whole raft of advice there as well. We've spoken about the website a couple of times. You better let us know what the address is. <laughs> so the, our website address is ravensrecruitment.com.au. Excellent. Now, lastly, Heidi, I would love to hear your go-to piece of advice for anyone who is looking for employment or maybe trying to change their career path in the industry or, or trying to figure out what to do next. What's your, what's your best piece of advice for them? Best piece of advice, don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone and don't be too rigid in your employment search. If you keep an open mind, you'll, you may find something that you really enjoy that you never imagined would appeal to you. Um, and every job, I guess, is an opportunity to learn something new. I love that advice. Heidi, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your advice and expertise, your hints and your tips on kickstarting your career. Great chat. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you so much to Heidi for a wonderful discussion. I think our listeners will be able to take a lot away from the advice you have provided today. As Heidi mentioned, if you are looking to start or change careers or looking for more opportunities, you can visit Raven's Recruitment website, ravensrecruitment.com.au. That's R-A-V-E-N-S recruitment.com.au. Job seekers can also register and search for community pharmacy positions vacant on the My Pharmacy Career website at myfarmacycareer.com.au. I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and you've been listening to episode 91 of the PBCN Podcast. The PBCN Podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. For more resources, to access support or advice, or to view this episode's show notes, visit guild.org.au.